millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Funny Morning with Jenny Winter. Hello, beautiful people. Beautiful people listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm world-weary now. It's been, oh gosh, we've done so many episodes of this show now. It's like six. It's like six. We're like old school. I'm so bored of it. Oh God. Anyway, no, I'm not really. I'm so excited. I'm still loving this song, March, and I hope you are too. Uh, Today's guest on the Funny Mummies podcast is Emily Christopher, who is just an absolute delight of a human being. I love her to bits. And we've done a surprising amount of work together, given that we really don't know each other from a bar of soap. So this was just really nice for me to kind of get to know a bit more. We got a little bit serious. We got a bit unserious. Oh, whatever. You don't need me to recap the conversation before you've heard it. That's just freaking makes as much sense as a toddler who's just, you know, drunk a bit too much. I was going to say rehypnol, but you don't normally give that to a toddler unless it's like, you know, a flight or something. I don't even know where I'm going. God, bloody hell, these intros, eh? Okay, guys, without further ado, I really, really hope that you enjoy my beautiful chat with the lovely Emily Christopher. So welcome to the podcast, Emily Christopher. Yay! Hooray! Thank you for having me here. I'm so happy you can come. Yeah, me too. This is exciting. It is. So this is this is actually very exciting because we've done a bit of work together lately. I know. I only saw you the other day. Oh my god! Been recording some comedy sketch stupidity. Yes. Online, yes. which has been super fun and very silly, but very amazing. 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 Yeah, it's a great or start to this podcast. Amazing. No, I actually think that's a great word. Okay. It's like awe inspiring and amazing. Yes. Or maze-tastic. Yes, it's all of those things. Yeah. I want to just ask you that because like, people that have seen that are like, oh, you guys must really – like my sister was like, you guys, have you known each other for quite a while? I'm like, actually not at all. <laughs> not at all. The first time I met you, I think we were both hired to do a corporate improv event. Oh, my God, that's right. Do you remember? Yeah. I do remember And you that. played the ukulele? Yes. Yes, I remember you. And then I didn't see you again for maybe a year and then we met one other time. At a stand-up event that you organised, yes, the Funny Mummy first Funny yes. Mummies gig, yeah. And then um, I just happened to write a skit, and I needed someone that I thought you would be perfect for. And then, yeah, magic happens. So fun! Uh-huh. Oh my god! And I love just how ridiculous you are. <laughs> But how ridiculous we we just it's so fun, it's just like playing. I love it too. Yes, it feels very creative, very fun. It's fun to make your own work because then you have like all of the control. Yes. And you are so good at improv, it makes me die. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Well, right back at you, honey. It's just it's fun when it's like I think, you know, that's the key thing in improv, isn't it? Is just saying yes to each other's ideas yes, and just being absolutely. open and when someone else is doing it, it just like just builds and builds. Mm-hmm. So much fun. But so the reason I bring that up though is well, A for a shameless plug for yeah. our comedy <laughs> sketchers. Um but also uh because like I want to get to know you today and Ooh. find out who is Emily. Who am I? 
So, I don't know if I've figured that out yet. But yes, totally. Well, first cool. question. Okay, mm. so clearly like you do like comedy and performing and cabaret, correct. many things. Did you do that um, before? So you've got one son, is I that do. correct? I do. I have a little boy who's five. And do, were you performing before him? Yes, yes, I was. I've probably been perf- – well, the first performance I ever had was when I was six and I sang in front of – thousands of people and I just thought I was going to be a star. Yeah. <laughs> how, wow, how? Um, oh, gosh. It was some primary school choir competition thing where all of the schools in southeast Queensland were, like, getting together and then we all had to learn a song and then you picked – the teacher picked one person from her school and then we all – you know, had a little mini audition and then I got to lead the entire choir of like a few hundred kids and it was, yeah, it was really At fun. At the age of six. I was six, maybe seven, maybe seven, yeah. Oh, my God. But I was fearless, unlike now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pre- you seem pretty fearless now. Oh, thank you. I've worked wow. hard on it. So, yeah, and then um, obviously throughout high school, I loved music, drama class. I didn't do my first musical till grade 11. Um, I'm such a late starter. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lazy and then it thing. just grew from there. So yeah, I did musicals and amateur theatre when I went to university. Uh, but then I got married and I had a baby and I became a high school teacher and I was working full time for about three and a half years before I eventually left that p- to pursue um, the, my creative side professionally. And then that that was about oh, four years ago, maybe. Wow. Three years ago. Mm. And getting married. So how old were you when you got married? I was 22. I was 22 as well. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very freaking young. to, when did I get divorced? <laughs> 27. Uh, so we had a good run. Yeah. That's a, that, it's bloody young, isn't it? Like, it was a bit too young, if I'm honest. We changed uh, a lot. You yeah. Know, you do, from your early 20s to your late 20s. Um, but we made a cute little kid out of it, so it's all good. Yeah. That's how I feel about... My first husband. It's such a funny <laughs> thing to put it that way. But, yeah, like I'll never regret my kids. Like, And, you know, everything in life, it brings you to where you are anyway. Absolutely but yeah, no regrets. Too no young. Regrets. I've told my kids that if they wait until they're after 25, mm. I will pay them $1,000 wow. if they don't get married before they're 25. Because I think yeah, it's I, th- I think even at twenty five is, is too young, but yeah. Now now knowing everything that I know, uh, I mean I don't know if I would ever even get married again. Honestly, it's mm. not important to me at all anymore. Kids, <clears throat> you know, maybe with the right person one day, but marriage is just I d- I don't care. I don't think it's important. It's not. Just find someone you love and be with them and. Yeah. See how it goes. So when you went back into performing, like when you quit your job to yes. go, was that before divorce or after divorce? It was before. Mm-hmm. Um, and my now ex-husband uh, was fairly supportive. It wasn't It wasn't too hard to juggle, even with a little baby. So I, I got back into um, performing in amateur musical theatre, doing workshops, taking class. Um, and then one year, the, probably what kicked off my professional career was um, raw comedy when I decided to compete in that. Same for me. That's how it all began. Yes. Well, that was such a great experience. That was my year of yes. And this uh, little competition popped up and I thought, yes, I'm going to do that. And I'd never done stand-up before, but I had previously written and put on my own cabaret, um, you know, in an attempt to just, I don't know, be creative, make my own work. So I just took the uh, funny parts without the singing from that, put it on stage, and I ended up winning uh, 
the Queensland title. Oh. And I went to Melbourne and it was awesome. And then I think because of that, things started to snowball and um, professional directors saw me and I got a professional theatre job and everything. It's just sort of like, yeah. One bit after the other. Absolutely. Snowballed yeah. since then, which is great. That is so rad. And so your son was a baby when you started getting back into it? Yeah. Is that a coincidence or was it just holy shit? motherhood oh my god I've got to get some passion happening yeah I think I just started to feel a little bit dead if I'm honest not uh being at home with my son but working (laughs) as newborn joy day in day out uh no just I I'm not meant to be a full-time teacher it takes a lot of passion it takes a lot of hard work which I have but not when it comes to something I'm not passionate about I find it really hard to you know drum up the consistency and motivation so uh, when I switched to relief teaching obviously to supplement my income I just was so much happier because I was pursuing something that I really love and enjoy and I managed to just I don't know I just juggled it and it was it was okay that's fantastic and having the relief teaching thing is just that little you know safety net that's fantastic uh, full honesty here I wouldn't be able to pursue this career without it because I really feel I see a lot of my friends who are in the same industry who struggle quite a lot because they have to survive on jobs uh, in retail or hospitality and they just don't pay enough yeah and yeah the flexibility is good, but as a career, I, I, I've known people who are professional actors who have had to go back to full-time work for a year to then go back and do shows at Queensland Theatre, like professional wow. actors. It's just a really hard industry to um, financially stay afloat in. And once you've got kids as well, you know, <laughs> yeah. like they it just... They food, you got to <laughs> feed them, I mean, rent, it's a whole, yeah. Thing. Yeah, you can't really give them an IOU. No, yeah, We'll I eat know. next week. Cereal for dinner. Uh, <laughs> well, I have done that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> be all hoity-toity. Um, yeah, I know it's crazy, isn't it? Because I know for myself, uh, I've had points where I felt as though my creative dreams were like my gambling problem. Like taking money and time away from my kids and not necessarily paying off. Like Mm. sometimes they would and sometimes they wouldn't. Yeah, gosh. Yeah, it is. It's it's crazy. It is. is And there's so much rejection. You have to have really tough skin. And um, how do you go with that? How do I go with that? Yeah. Um, not great in the beginning, if I'm honest. Um, and especially because in the very beginning, when things were snowballing for me, I was starting to get offered jobs left and right. I was doing really well, and for about a year, maybe year and a half I was working really consistent consistently so when that tapered off for a little while and I wasn't getting as much and I was getting like rejection after rejection after rejection that hurt because mm. I had never actually experienced that before unlike all of my other actor friends who are like screw you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we feel that all the time uh, but now I get it all the time uh, I, was, I just had a very lucky first year uh, but you just learn to deal uh, honestly some of the best advice um, my theatre friends and, and film and TV friends and said, as soon as you walk out of that audition, you need to forget it happened. Yeah. Because if you sit by the phone waiting for them to call, you're just going to destroy yourself. You just need to think about the next thing. And then yep. if you get a call, it's like a happy surprise because you literally have put it out of your mind. You just need to, otherwise you'll crumble. That's really good, isn't it? Because I guess it's almost like going on a Tinder date or something. Oh, it's God, like, yeah. I guess most of them you want to forget about before <laughs> like, before you've even left the table. Yeah. Um, I only did a few of those. and um, uh, Tinder dates? Yeah. I did a couple. Yeah. How did you find that? Um, uh, yeah, Not too bad. I've got friends with much 
worse stories than me. Mine were sort of just like, oh, that was a bit of a fizzle out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same. Mine, yeah, mine went horrendous. I, ha- I do remember one guy seeming so great on paper and, like, we had some okay chat happening and then the second that he walked in, I was like, this is never going to happen. Oh. Like, just nev- just didn't have that spark. Like, do you know what I figured? Yeah, I feel like if you talk for someone to, for too long on an app, it's never going to – you're just not going to yeah. get there. You need to just have a little mini introduction. You don't seem like a serial killer. All right, let's meet, public place, quick drink, like, say hello. And I don't even really count that as the first date. I feel like you need to meet them. Yeah. And if it if you click, then you decide to have a first date. So yeah, I met my current boyfriend on Bumble and we've been together for about two years. Uh so I guess that is a bit of a success story, although I don't know <laughs> I'll don't I won't go into oh, it. Oh no, we wanna hear <laughs> Well, I don't want you to share what you're not comfortable with. No, but if no, you wanna no, go I, there, I'm so no, up for I, it. I wear I think we're on a break right now, so ugh, relationships suck, don't they? Oh, Men. And yeah. how is and second time round as well? Well, not that I'm sure yeah. you've had other people, you know, no, not that but he's probably the most serious relationship since my uh, ex husband. Mm-hmm. So it does feel a little bit um, nerve wracking to think that this one might, it might not, you know, continue. Where it's all very up in the air at the moment. Um, it feels weird to be talking about this on a podcast. If you it's d- so very fresh, uh, but no, it's fine. Um, and look. If I end up a single again, I'm sure I will get back on the dating apps at some point. <laughs> Maybe not for like a year, honestly. I'm I'm going to be so gun shy, but um, we'll see. You'll see. Oh, well, look, whatever happens. I feel like I had to get to the point before I got divorced, I had to get to the point of going, I don't even care anymore. Like I would rather be on my own than yeah, like yeah. it was. Whereas before that, I think mm. I thought – Oh well, shit! Like no one's going to want a single mother of three. Like with the a Labrador, do, who does not have a shit together. The thoughts do come into your head. No mm. one's going to want you're a single mom. You know, I know I, people are like you're only thirty, but thirty feels, I don't know. I'm forty. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and you look amazing. Oh, it's so funny though because it's, I remember people going like when I was thirty and mm. being like, oh my god, I'm thirty, and then older people being like, oh, shut, shut the, the fuck up, fuck like. <laughs> But yeah, I no, know. I get you it. do have those thoughts. They do plague you, and and I, yeah, ugh, men. Do you know what my sister said to me though? When mm. I was like seriously at rock bottom, I talked to my sister. I had her on the podcast last yeah. week, last episode, listeners, nice. and um, we were talking about like just when you hit rock bottom because she's going through. Well, she's been she's divorced now, really in the shit, like yeah. right at that point that you all get to after mm. divorce and everything's just terrible. And we were reflecting on my chapter of that a few years ago when everything was just absolutely messed up and terrible. And I remember saying to her at one point, what's the point in me even trying to date? Like, honestly, who the hell is going to want me? Like, single mother, three kids. My mum's just died. My, I've got a Labrador. I've got no house. Like, I was living under her house. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck would want to deal with that? And she just went, someone who really loves you. Oh, And I was like, beautiful. oh. And I hope she was right. And she was and right. she was right. And look she at you now. She was right. My beautiful husband, husband is the best guy in the world. Like, yeah. I think, I've, I think this past couple of weeks when I've been going through this situation with my boyfriend, I feel like I've really surprised myself with how strong I've been mm. um, and how, you know, I think – I probably would rather be alone than be with someone that I am getting that feeling from 
about whether they don't know that they see a future with me because I can't yep. deal with that on a day-to-day basis. That's just going to turn me. I've been with, not this one, but I've been with guys in the past who have turned me into, throughout the course of our relationship, an absolute insecure mess. And I hate it when guys call girls crazy and I'm like, hey, we're not crazy. <laughs> you make us crazy. I mean, I'm sure there are some exceptions. But, you know, when when you have those feelings and those instincts and you start acting maybe a little bit mm, you know, out of the ordinary and a bit clingy. It's because you're not getting that feedback from that other person and you're not getting that and you're starting to cling and then, oh my gosh, it just, it all goes horrible. So yes, maybe I just need to be by myself for a while and be a strong, independent woman. We'll see. Hell yeah. And there's so much power. I mean, I think whether it's in relationships or in career, in drawing a line and Mm. saying what you will and won't put up with. Do you know what I mean? Like going actually like... I, I, it's not worth it to be with someone if you're not sure they're a hundred percent in. It's like, for sure. And as you get older and turn, you got kids, like, it's like you don't have time for that know, shit. Like, it's not. And do you know what? If you're alone, you can smother your entire body in coconut oil <sighs> and sleep in it like a little slippery burrito. <laughs> there is nothing stopping and that. And there's nothing stopping you. You don't need to touch <laughs> anyone. I'm saving a lot of money on tolls to the north side where he lives. On got a condo. <laughs> so much lemonade to be to made out of this. <laughs> um, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Who knows? That went, that, yeah, oh, good. The coconut oil in a burrito. <laughs> I just love it so much. Uh, coconut oil fixes everything, doesn't it? Does. It does. You can put it on anything. Everything. Yep. Hair, um, like food. tongue yeast, I was going to say. I don't even know if that's uh, a thing. Ooh. Great. Yeah, yeah lovely. Thanks. Tongue yeast. Mm. Good podcast topic. <laughs> Oh my god! So let's let's uh, go to being a mother. Like, how do you find? Well, how well how do you find that full stop? How do I find it? Mm. I love it. I and he's four. You I, said he's five. Oh, he's five. five and a half. He's in prep. Oh, so cute. Preppies. Yes. Is <laughs> he is so cute. I love him. Um, I yeah, it's tiring. It's tiring. Mm. He is a ball of energy, but we have a lot of fun together. Um, he's. He's a little bit nuts. I realized the other day that I I really hadn't had that stranger danger chat with him yet. Mm. And I realized this because I heard the front door open and close, which he's he's never done before. So I've never really thought to tell him, do not open the front door unless I'm watching or with you. Like, you don't open that. He just never opened it before. And then the other day, he just opened it. He left the house. And I, I ran downstairs because I was just straightening my hair or something and went, Matt, where are you? Where are you? And then walked out of my house because I had heard he'd open the door and I could hear him from inside the house across the street. Oh. We don't know those people. Oh, <laughs> shit. What was he, he doing? Had, he had literally, luckily they were a lovely couple. He had literally walked across the street, knocked on the door. They'd opened the door. He walked inside and said, hey, where are your kids? Because he'd noticed that they had kids <laughs> that usually ride their bikes around the estate. Oh, oh my God. My heart was in my throat. Luck. Anyway, they just, they sort of were like, sorry, the kids aren't home. And they waved to me and I was like, thank you for not being like serial killers. And then, of course, yeah, we had the um, the stranger danger stranger danger chat, but um, which is hilarious because the stranger nolly. danger chat you normally talk about don't get in the van with I the guy know. with the puppies. Don't not. walk into someone else's house. <laughs> he has absolutely no what's the word like, boundaries. Just no fear, no fear. Yeah, right. We'll say you- hello to anyone. Tell everyone his full name. <laughs> I haven't taught him our Pin home number. address because he just tell people. <laughs> 
Um, but it is quite fun in other ways, you know, that he is that sort of – there is that side to him because we have a lot of fun together. But it's, And there's a beautiful side of that because he's so innocent and hasn't lost sure. that, you know. For sure. Oh, it's beautiful. But they've got to get – yeah. Mm. Oh, it's a hard one, hey? <laughs> we once had um, – when my, my sister was living next door to us, which was amazing, and then they got divorced and moved and it was all very mm. sad. Yeah. But at the time we kind of had – we actually built a gate between our houses, uh. which was brilliant. Because their kids would come over whenever. Yes. It was just, it was come so, so lovely. Except my sister's daughter, who's a complete social butterfly, completely befriended the people on the other side. So they had two kids as well. Oh. So they were coming between the houses. And then one day I was having a nap and I opened my eyes and the neighbor's kids are standing next to my bed, like what? over me. These two little girls. Boundaries, boundaries. Right? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know who you are. And I'm like, and your parents, I've never met them. Like yeah. you're in a stranger's house staring at them while they're sleeping. It was very children of the corn weirdness. Yeah, that's very strange. Yeah, okay. so at least your son, I presume, wasn't Look, yeah, he was just hovering. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, it's good. Being a mum and also pursuing theatre can be tricky. Uh, rehearsals don't always uh, line up as to like when he's in school, but I have a pretty decent support network, so it hasn't been too bad. Do you mind him for comedy a lot? Not really. I really? Oh, I babe, you got to get on to that. I should. I mean, for my personal, my family and friends, totally. Yeah, I'm yeah. always like, oh, God, guess what he did today. But... <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I should, yeah, write a, write a skit and put him in it. He's just oh. dying to be on camera. Is he? Yeah. It's going to ask, it. so he has an understanding of what you do? He definitely does. He's, he's, mummy's on TV whenever I have a commercial on uh, Yeah, yeah, I've seen it, mum, I've seen it. Aww. And then once recently we were doing a show called Two Man Tarantino, a, th- a theatre show at the Powerhouse, and we were filming these promo little snippet videos to go along with the, um, marketing package, and Magnus came to filming because I didn't have anyone to watch him that day and luckily uh, they were just super lovely about it. Yep, bring him along. And we had to do this thing where we were walking down the street and I think they were going to make it slow motion. Magnus, very Tarantino. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wanted to be in the film. Aww. But luckily we ended up saying, yep, you can walk with us because the, the tight camera frame meant that he wasn't really in the oh, film anyway. Oh, sweet. But he felt so important. This was last year when he was four. Um, and he just was strutting and loving it. And every time they yelled cut, he went back to his mark, his beginning mark. Oh. He was ready. He just, yeah. <laughs> I'm not about to push him into being a child star, though, because uh, oh, I feel like that would be n- not the best. <laughs> but for now, yeah, he loves, he comes to my rehearsal sometimes. and Oh, that's beautiful. And there's something really fun. lovely about that, too. Like, mm. I know my kids can be a bit funny if I've got so many, like, if I have one of those weeks where it's just crazy town and you're out a lot, mm. they start to get a bit, oh, mum, you're going out to another gig. But mm. then at the same time, like, when they love it when they're in the audience, like at festivals or yes. something, and they get to see, and I think they feel a bit special. Like, if people, it's, yeah. I mean, gosh, That's I'm certainly mom. not famous by any stretch of the imagination, but at a festival or something, mm. people will come up to you and say, oh, my gosh. And so the kids get a bit like, Oh, Mum's famous for <laughs> that. And I love it. I love it. Get to come backstage and like meet other comedians that they love, yes. and so there's nice. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty special. I, lo- I, get I love to be that part Magnus gets to see me in a room with other full-grown men who are joking and dancing and singing, and he thinks that's normal. Freaking so great! So I love that he's watching that growing up. 
That is so cool. Yeah. What are your what what are your big goals? Like where yeah, what are you or are you happy just rolling with the punches no, or I what's happening? No, I have some big goals. I have some big goals. I've written a TV show. That's Woo! probably one of my biggest most current goals. I want to get it made. The pilot is actually touch wood. There's no wood around me. Ah! Oh, it's a studio, <laughs> goddammit. Um, the pilot I think is getting made at the end of the year. Oh my god, that's amazing. It is yeah, it is amazing. It's been a long time coming and not only that, but I I really enjoy writing comedy and specifically TV shows and movies and I have a few that I really just want to get off the ground. So I think long-term goals, those are definitely some of them. Um performance-wise, I just really love taking what's what's coming theatre, musical theatre um, yeah, I don't know but maybe maybe long term I, I really see myself creating content. That's bloody brilliant and it's so fantastic because like you've got just, it seems like this really lovely balance of there's gigs that come to you mm. that you just Thank rock God. up and do. Well, how <laughs> nice is that though? Like I love. Yeah, when they asked me to do the Christmas show again this year, I was like, hallelujah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. That's at Wonderland Festival. Is that uh, right? Yeah, it might have been last year. I don't know what festival it's a part of this year. It's going to be at the Powerhouse. They're already selling tickets for it's it. It's amazing. early much, but. <laughs> a very naughty Christmas. A very naughty it? Christmas, yes. Brilliant. But I love that too, you know, you're not, like some of the best advice I think I've ever received in terms of showbiz is don't wait to be chosen. Like go out there and make your own oh stuff. Because you do not have to just enter the lottery and wait. It's so, yeah. I tell that to my son because he is desperate to be an actor. And I'm like, if you want to do that, that's great. Make go to the auditions, but make your own stuff. Yeah. Definitely. That is probably the best advice you could give any performer. Make your own stuff. Uh, directors always have an idea of what they want when you're coming into an audition room. And if you're not quite right and you're constantly reworking on yourself, trying to become something that everyone else uh, wants, you're just going to lose your whole identity. Or you're going to get rejection after rejection after rejection with no reprise, which I think probably is the more important part. You need to be working on things that make you happy, excited, make you feel like you're moving forwards, Mm. um, you know, with your whole artistic career. And that's probably been the most, that's probably what has made me the most successful in my career. It's entering, you know, a little competition and having people seeing you, writing my own cabaret and inviting agents along to come and see you to see if they want to represent you because how else are you going to get agents that need to see you doing work if no one's going to put you in a show? Put yourself in a show. And that's the great thing about Brisbane's and Brisbane and all the festivals that we have here. There's so many opportunities. Just write your own damn stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you too about doing stuff that makes you happy because I feel like, well, even on a minute scale, like even going on stage, Mm. the one thing I can control sometimes is how much fun I'm going to have. Yeah. You know, like especially like some of the, like, well, I've started emceeing again some of the open mic rooms and that's funny going back to open mic world again, (laughs) Um, you know, and I'm just there to host it and stuff, but some of them are a bit rough, but I'm just like, oh, I love this because it's so amusing to me to like embrace an absurd. It's so fun. if it's just you at home with a little video camera, you want to make a little funny video for Instagram. I say go for it. I think just And there's nothing stopping us now. There is nothing stopping us. And if you're having fun and you think it's funny, don't worry about what other people are going to think. Just post the damn thing. Someone's going to find (laughs) I agree. I agree. Oh, my gosh. I could talk to you for – oh, my God, we've already talked for so long. It's amazing. Uh This is so great. Um, What was I going to say? Are there any, like – 
you planned to have a baby, right? Like he wasn't yeah, an did. accident. Yeah. yeah. How did that live up to expectations that um, you had? <laughs> Yeah, it, well, I mean, I was quite young, so I was lucky enough to fall pregnant fairly quickly, although it, it took me about four tries, like four months, mm-hmm. which felt like an eternity. I'm sure if you're a mother who's trying out uh, and peeing on the bloody stick and then getting your period the next day, why did I waste money on that pregnancy test? It feels like it's taking forever. But I know that I was quite lucky in, in that way. And then the pregnancy was great and easy <laughs> this is yeah. you're so lucky and then i popped him out and it was great i mean and i mean breastfeeding sucked that was a real struggle in the beginning but i i you know i figured that out as well and it's it funny just, isn't it because i remember like the midwife saying to me when i was pregnant oh so have you read some stuff on breastfeeding and i was kind of like who what the I hell do you need to read to stick your tit in the mouth I yeah do, I it's like <laughs> shove it in a ball like what is if it there's got to be you've got to angle it oh, specifically Lord. and if they don't get the right suction you're going to get like Oh my god! The pain, the pain. So I got mastitis. I got mastitis. Oh my god! Isn't that a shocker? Cold cabbage leaves in the bra. Oh, it's horrendous. (laughs) It's so horrendous. And then when and I found like so with my second baby, that was actually easy to breastfeed because I feel like I was so they they were quite close together as well. So it was all very recent. If I have another one, I'm gonna I've forgotten everything already. Oh my god, my third one back to beginning. (laughs) It was just like I'd never had a baby. It was so tricky, but yeah. Oh, my God, fun, fun. And what about, like, yeah, the transition to motherhood itself? Like, how was that for you? Um, oh, gosh, it was so long ago now. I don't really remember. I think I definitely struggled in the beginning. I have a specific memory of my work friends coming over real early days, maybe when he was, like, a month old, maybe even a few weeks old because it was the first time they saw the baby um, and enjoying their company so much. Thank you. Oh, my God. I felt quite isolated living on the coast away from everyone. And then they were all talking about where they were going for brunch afterwards. Oh, you can't do and that. I felt so alone and I just so sad that I couldn't go with him. And this was like a few weeks in. I'm 24, my first baby. I wasn't comfortable or confident enough to take him out of the house and just go to brunch with him, which I was maybe like a couple of months down the line. But at that point, it was just really eye-opening that my life had changed yes oh gosh yeah, yeah that's, that was it's rough. full on isn't it mm. sometimes I would just put him in the car and drive around so I could leave the house or just like take yeah. him to the grocery store so I felt like I could leave the house oh my god I know it's yeah. it's brutal isn't it in that first especially it that is. first chapter I feel like I was kind of the opposite I feel like I was so because mine was not planned right? right so my first one definitely not planned Oh, God, crazy town. So I think because of that, I was so panicked about, oh, my God, I haven't even lived my life yet, that I wanted to maintain my identity. So I was like, this is not going to stop me. This is not Mm going to stop me. So I feel like I took her out to way many inappropriate (laughs) places and was like. I actually probably did as well. Yeah, a lot of friends did comment often, wow, I can't believe you're still coming out to things. I think a lot of women think that once they have a baby, they have to stay home. They can't do stuff. But you can do stuff. Especially with a newborn. They just sleep everywhere. They don't even move. They just sleep. And if they wake up, you feed them and then they go back to sleep. Once you they're a toddler, to I mean, your life's over for a couple oh, of years. Once but. <laughs> they start moving and pulling themselves up, yeah, you're screwed. But, yeah, no, I, I took him to movies and dinners. and Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I do remember going out to the, to dinner and, like, just having her under the table and all that yeah, stuff. And, yeah, So good. I wish once they get bigger, you can't do that anymore. Nah, Not in a socially acceptable frown. way. Yeah. I know. Get under the table. Tut, tut. Shut up. Sit down. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. I have some rapid fire 
fire questions oh for my you, God. my darling. I'm not good at rapid fire questions, just a pre pre warning. You can be as shitty as this as you want. Okay. And great. you can take this as seriously or as unseriously as you want to. I as might well. do a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Do that. Brilliant. Yeah. Wing it. Um, Emily Christopher, your life motto. Oh my God. Um, okay. If there's cheese, I will come. Oh, so <laughs> there. My God. Um, a moment you're not proud of. Ah, uh, uh, that's quite difficult. I don't really feel like I've ever done something that I wasn't proud of. Oh, it's no, because you're thirty. Because I mean, <laughs> you're thirty. I'm still young. No, maybe I'm, I'm not to say that I've been proud of everything I've ever done, but I don't think I've ever done something that's been something that I've been ashamed of. Good for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I, I'm no regrets. I'll try to just yeah. Oh, that's bloody brilliant. I've got so many. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting flooded with shame just thinking about it. Um, The best advice that you've ever received? Um, 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 I really like this one that is don't compare your journey to someone else's. So don't compare your beginning to someone else's climax or their end. You know, you just, you can't compare. You have to live your own life and focus on your own goals. Also relevant to sex. Just want to say, yeah, absolutely. Don't compare your start to someone's climax because you can't Just win. Someone else has finished doesn't mean you have. <laughs> That's right. Never give up. Exactly. And you only discover that later, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, the worst of where did that even come from? <laughs> worst advice you've ever received. Worst advice I've ever received. Uh, the expiry date is just a suggestion. Oh, God. It's, on certain things. Sour cream? Yeah. I think you can get away with it. Do you it? think so? Oh, yeah. Okay. So a I'm talking a couple I've of days. Like, yeah, it's just a suggestion. It's It's been bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Complete this sentence. Being a mother is? Being a mother is having your heart walking around outside of your body. Oh, yes. It's, you feel it is. very it's vulnerable. Just, oh, my. It's out there. And it's it's walking around and there's nothing you can do about it. And, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like that's kind of nice in a way to feel a oh, bit numb for a bit. It's really lovely. <laughs> lose, lose the weight. Lose the weight. 800 grams gone just for a bit. And finally, my darling, written on your tombstone will be. Oh, my God. I haven't thought of this one. Uh, maybe something cheesy like live, laugh, love, you know, as a nod to the horrible interior decorating that my generation is. Oh, so good. I love all that shit, though. It's so funny because it's like I go to like even the dollar stores have got good stuff now. Yeah. Like super cheesy. I think, well, you've got to weigh up. It's that whole cost versus nice. Like you kind of, you know. (laughs) Actually, I know what I'd have written on it. I asked to be cremated, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. What am I doing here? Perfect. Um, Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, Emily Christopher Christopher with a K, K R I S T O P H E R for those uh, who care, and Facebook as well. But I, yeah, probably more Instagram. Instagram. Instagram's the place now, isn't it? Honestly, I have an artist page on Facebook, and I think I'm gonna delete it. Oh my god! Too many things I have to juggle. Sometimes it's better to put one ball down yeah. and just focus one, on another. One ball. Just, just have just one ball. On that ball. <laughs> Just one ball, people. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me, Jenny. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us on the Funny Mummies podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you join our group on Facebook, the Funny Mummies group. Also, we have funnymummies.com, which has upcoming gigs, shows, fun stuff. You can find me, Jenny Winter which is W-Y, 
N-T-E-R. Why? Because I can. At JennyWinter.com, you can find me on Facebook at Jenny Winter Comedian, Instagram at Jen Winter. And your child could be the voice on this podcast. So if your child would like to say, with Jenny Winter, record that. As a voice memo, send it through to me. You can either send it via the Facebook group or via my website and they could be the voice on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope that you find some funny in your day. It's funny with Jenny Winter. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.